Oh, what a great morning, what a great time of worship and celebrating and thinking about those kids and the VBS all week, learning their theme, ready, set, move. We've been trying to get them moving, and kids usually don't have a lot of trouble moving, but sometimes as adults, we have trouble moving. We have trouble getting going, and I want to talk about that today. But when I think about those words, ready, set, move, it takes me back to middle school track. Anyone ever run track? Ready, set, right, the gun goes. And I remember like just being there, and, and I got to run the, uh, see, I was, I was too slow to run the real sprints, and I was just not endurance enough to run the long stuff, so they had me running the 800, which is like the half mile, like two times around the track, which is a really demanding like sprint. And I hated every minute of running it, but somehow I did it. And I remember when it was time to get ready, they would call us right to the, to the start line, and I would just start getting so nervous, like the butterflies in my stomach, my heart was pounding, I was sweating, it was like, so, like, I don't know, just the nerves, right? Anyone else relate to that moment just beforehand? Your heart's just like almost coming out of your, your chest. And then, right, the, the starter says, set. And at that point, you're putting your foot on the line. We didn't have starting blocks for, for that race. So everyone's lined up and all, you know, all these guys in this race. And I just got to think, man, I just got to keep up with them, right? And it's ready, set, boom, right? The gun goes off. And then it's like, you got to go. When it's time to go, when it's time to move, when that gun goes off, you go. And so you don't just stand there, right? Wouldn't that be strange? The gun goes off and you just stand there and everybody else takes off. You've been ready, you've been preparing, you've been training, it's time to get set, and it's time to go. And I'll have you know that one time I finished, I tied for third in the whole season because it was such a hot day and a couple of other kids in front of me like were throwing up and falling out of the race and somehow I survived. And so that was about as much glory as I got in running track. But when it's time to move, we need to move. And I want to focus on that today. God is on the move. And there's something significant about that when we think about God being on the move is that he calls us to move. And the problem is that we get stuck. We get stuck in this world. Sometimes we don't even get moving. We, we think about things in our life. Maybe we think about our health. And you have these ideas of getting ready. We're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the gym. I'm going to work out. I mean, think about your finances. You think about your future. You think about your career. You think about your relationships. You have dreams and hopes and things that you want to accomplish. And so you get ready and you prepare. Maybe you're going to, you know, thinking about your career and you're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign up for that certification course. I'm going to take that degree. And you do the stuff that gets you ready, and you get set, and you get close to, to being able to do something. And then when it's time to go, when it's time to move, you get cold feet. Or you freeze up. Or you don't do it, and all of a sudden you're not experiencing the things in your life that you had hoped for. And you wonder, what's going on? Why am I not experiencing everything that God has for me? And maybe we feel that way spiritually, too. We get stuck, and, 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 and we go, how do, I, how do I move forward? And it's so easy that... that in life, there are things, sometimes we don't ever get moving in the first place. We just look back and go, man, I had this idea, I had this dream, but I never went after it. And then there's other times where you just get stuck. You were moving at one point, but then all of a sudden you, you, you stop moving. And for all of us, we all had this experience. Think back, right? What happened? COVID, right? 2020. We were all moving. This world is moving. Things were moving along. Life was busy. Life was full. And all of a sudden, everything ground to a halt. And it, it was a blessing in some ways that we all had to rethink our lives and reimagine what is important and what do we want to do. And a lot of us said, after COVID, we're going to do some things different or we're going to retool. And what happened is a lot of us got stuck. There were things that we had planned. There was, there was, there was a life that we had before. And all of a sudden, we slowed down. And spiritually, we didn't get moving anymore. Or physically, we didn't get moving anymore. I used to work out before COVID, and then COVID hit, and, you know, the gyms were closed, everything, and we tried to do, like, a couple exercise things, and those things fell by the wayside, right? And all of a sudden, it's like, nah, 
And then you look up and two and a half years pass. <laughs> and you realize you got to get moving again. You got to step back in. You got to start getting back into it. And it feels so good to start moving again and realizing things happen when we move. And maybe spiritually you've been ready. You've been in church. You've come maybe to church your whole life. Maybe as a kid you think back, you were at church as a child, or maybe, maybe you went as a teenager. Man, these kids in VBS week are experiencing a lot of great things, and, and there's been some foundations in your faith. Maybe you've imagined how it would look to follow Jesus or to really be on fire for God or to really commit your life to him, and you got set to do that. But you've never moved. You've never acted on it. You've never said, Lord, here's my life. God, I surrender to you. I believe who you are. I put my faith and my trust in you. You are the son of God. You died for my sins. Jesus, my life is yours. I find my hope and my peace in you. And you begin to take that journey. You get baptized and you say, I am all in. But you've never been able to, to maybe take that step. Maybe God's calling you and you're saying, I, I just haven't moved. What is it? What is that barrier that, that's keeping you from doing that and experiencing everything God has for you? Or maybe you did those things and you started moving in your faith and you started living that out and there was a time in your life where you felt spiritually alive, but as the time has gone and as the years have passed, just like we do as we get older in life, maybe we just get more comfortable. We have to fight that, don't we, in life? We kind of know what we know. We've read the Bible. We've heard some things with stories. We're kind of going, I'm good. I'm good. I got that. Now let me just, I'm just going to kind of go and live my life in the way that I want. And you're realizing spiritually something isn't moving anymore. You've gotten stuck and, and, and it's not happening. And what begins to happen is when we stop moving, we stop growing. Did you ever notice that in life? When you stop moving, you stop growing. You stop pursuing the things and, and experiencing what God has for you. And I've seen that in my own life. I think back to, to when we stepped out at different times when I was younger in the faith and younger in our marriage and our life to say, hey, we're willing to just leave everything behind when we lived in Indiana and say, we're moving to Arizona. We're going to start a church. We don't know anybody. We don't have any foundations there. We're just going to step out. We're going to do that. It was, uh, it was a time that just brought us to life, trusting in God and stepping out into new ways. But as we get older and now we've got four kids and college and and it's, you just want to get more comfortable. You want to get more settled. And now I'm wondering, am I willing to take the kind of risks to step out in faith? And that doesn't necessarily mean leaving and going somewhere else, but sometimes it means doing the things in the ministry, in the church, and in leadership here locally that would take a step of faith where you go, God, unless I step out, unless I step into faith, I won't know if it's really you. I need you, God, to step into a place where we rely on God. It's so easy to get stuck, to get comfortable, to kind of go, I got my church. I'll come once in a while, and maybe after COVID, you know, now I just show up every, you know, every few weeks. Maybe I'll catch it online. Oh, I didn't catch it online. I'll be another week. And we get out of our habits. We get out of our rhythms. We get out of this movement of God. I used to serve, but now, you know, after COVID, I haven't gotten back into it. And I just want to, you know, I used to be generous with my dollars, but now I've got some other priorities. We, we get our lives going in different directions. And we wonder what's happening in the community, what's happening in our faith. We've stopped moving. And if we stop moving, we stop growing. I said, God is on the move, and I want to talk about how God is on the move. And I wonder, I just want to ask you this question, do you still believe? Do you believe that God is still active and moving in this world? Do you believe that God is alive, that he's active and moving in this world? Do you believe that God is still active and moving in his church, among his people? Do you believe that God is still active and moving in your life? If God is moving, 
We need to learn how to move with him. I believe that God is on the move. And if we don't move with him, we're going to miss out on what God is doing. Because God doesn't just set up camp and say, I'm here forever and always. He wants us to go with him. So I want to talk about that today. So let's just ask God to open our hearts to hear what he needs to say to us today about moving with his spirit. Heavenly Father, we've just experienced your spirit in this place, your spirit moving. And Father, I just pray today that you would open our hearts to hear what you have to say to us individually and what you have to say to us collectively as your church, as your people, God, about where you're moving and how you want us to move with you. So open our hearts, God, speak a truth into our lives that we know is from you as we listen and dial into your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We talk about how to move with God, but first we have to understand that God is on the move, and God has always been on the move. We don't have to go far into scripture. We're, we're in Genesis chapter one, verse two, two verses into the Bible. And here's what we read in the beginning of the good book. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God, what was it doing? It was moving over the surface of the waters. It's just this reminder that that from the dawn of creation that God's Spirit is everywhere. God's Spirit is moving, that God is not stagnant. God is not a point in time in history that that has no bearing on our lives and our future. There's just some theology that we have to listen to or that we have to believe or, or some set of facts. No, God is active. He's in this world, he's moving, he's creating, his spirit was hovering over the surface of the waters, and it still does today. God's spirit is moving, so so how do we move with that spirit? And we read through scripture and we see that that God's spirit was was manifest and was made presence in different ways. In the Old Testament, when, when in this primary narrative of, of the Old Testament, the Exodus, and by the way, we're going to do a, a great series of that this coming in, in the fall, this journey to freedom, this, this narrative that, that informs so much of scripture in our lives. When they, when they escaped Egypt, when, when God freed them out of Egypt, they were wandering the desert. God's spirit was with them. You know how they saw God's spirit with them? It was a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night that rested over the place where they were to set up camp and where they were, were to set up their tabernacle, which was their place of worship. And so could you imagine that? And here's what it says in Numbers. It says, whenever the cloud lifted from over the sacred tent, the people of Israel would break camp and follow it. See how they're moving wherever it goes? And wherever the cloud settled, the people of Israel would set up camp. A few verses later, whether the cloud stayed above the tabernacle for two days, a month, or a year, the people of Israel stayed in camp and did not move. But as soon as it lifted, they broke camp and moved on. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't it be so much easier, though, if you said, you know, we want to know where God's spirit is, and let's just look for the cloud. Where's the cloud? Cloud by day, pillar of fire by night? I mean, how awesome would that be? How cool would it be to drive down Bethel, you know, after sunset and to see like a pillar of fire over this place and be like, God's spirit is right there. It's with his people. And then day breaks and all of a sudden it's just like this cloud is just there. It would be so awesome. We'd say, God, we would, we would just know. But, but God's spirit wasn't just contained in that one place. God's spirit was everywhere. It was just visible to them for a very specific purpose in that time, to learn and to teach this new group of believers how to follow God as they trusted him, to to lean and to look for his spirit. And we wonder, where is God's spirit today? How would we know? Wouldn't it be nice just to see a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire? Well, when Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, he says the Holy Spirit is like the wind. It blows wherever it wants, and, and, and nobody can really contain it or know where it's going. And so he says, even today, God's Spirit is still moving. 
God's Spirit is still among us and in different ways and in different places. And if God's Spirit is moving, just like with the Israelites, we better move with it. If God's Spirit moves, we've got to move with it because there is no life where there is no Spirit. There is no life where there is no Spirit. If you are not in a place, if you are not moving with God, you cannot find fulfillment in your life. You will not find the wholeness, you will not find the peace, you will not find what you are looking for when you are looking for it apart from the Spirit. And so we need to move with the Spirit of God and to learn, God, where is your Spirit moving? How do we move? Because the Bible tells us wherever the, the Lord is, there is freedom. Wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And so we want to find that freedom. We want to hold on to that. Another story we see in the, in the New Testament is in the book of Acts, where Paul, who started different churches, traveled around, we're, we're wrapping up the series Passport to the Mediterranean next Sunday in Philippi, we're looking at different churches that, that Paul and others started and the letters he wrote to them. He never wrote a letter to the church in Athens that, 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 that we know of of a church there, but he did teach the public and the community and the square and he saw this statue there that, that they worshipped right in Athens. I mean, it was the center of, of, of education and, and philosophy and theology and religions. And they had this statue this, 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 um, to an unknown God, it said. And when Paul had the opportunity to, to teach about that and to, to help them say, I know this God, I want to help you understand who this God is. Here's what he says in Acts 17, 28. He says, this is the God. For in him we live and move and have our being. Do you live and move and have your being in God? Or is God just like something that you read about in the Bible, something for, for church, but the rest of my life? Or do you say, all of who I am, I live and I move and I have my whole being, my identity, who I am, how I live, what I live for, I find it in him. That's what Paul says. This is the God that we serve, not just the God that's over here and sometimes interacts with my life and sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, sometimes, you know, it's church and it's this. No, it's my whole life is consumed when I find it in the life of my creator. In him we live and we move and we have our being. The problem is we ignore it. And we want to go our own way. We want to do our own thing like the Athenians that Paul was speaking to, like the Israelites that wanted to go their own way, like the prodigal son, the story Jesus tells us that he wanted to go his own way. In the Old Testament, Isaiah 53, 6, it says, all of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Can anyone relate to that? Does anyone never not walk where God led you to, Right? We, all of us, like, see, we've gone astray. We just kind of wander off, and we do our own thing, and we forget about God, and, and it happens to all of us. I know the way. Sometimes we do it willingly. Sometimes we do it maybe obliviously. But he says that's one of what one of our problems is. And so Galatians, it says this in the Bible. Since we are living by the Spirit of God, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Now, the Bible tells us we have the Holy Spirit when we receive Christ, when we acknowledge him as the Son of God. When we recognize him as our Lord and Savior and say, Lord, here is my life. You are my creator. I find my life in you. In that moment, we receive the Holy Spirit. And so you no longer have to wonder, where is the Holy Spirit? It is with you. It resides within you. God's presence is there within us. And so if we are following and living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. And you might go, how do I do that? <laughs> if I have the Spirit of God, if I've taken this step, how do I know? In Isaiah, it says, here's how we need to dial in to hear the voice of God. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go. 
whether to the right or to the left. Isn't that awesome? God's saying, I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to let you know when you hit a point, do I go to the left or the right? It doesn't mean we don't wrestle through that. It doesn't mean we we may have a hard time understanding, is this the voice of God? (laughs) Is there some bad leftovers I ate last night? Is it, is it, what, what, what is it? What am I hearing? God, how are you guiding me? We have to learn to listen to that voice because you know what? In this world, there are many, many voices clamoring and screaming to tell you which way to go. Do you, am I right? What are they called? Social what? Social influencers? Their whole life is they want to influence you. Everyone wants to influence you. I want to influence you through the word of God. But we, who, who do we listen to? I know Wall Street wants to Im- influence you. I know firms want to influence you on where to invest your money and where to take chances and, and make the most money. Marketing agencies want to, want, want to tell you what to do, how to spend your money, what vehicle to buy, what house to live in, you know, what products to buy. To make you dissatisfied. Everybody's screaming for your attention. Politicians, political parties, everyone is telling you, this is the way. You should walk in it. Go in this way. What does God's word say? Ah, get quiet. No, no, no. You need to listen. John 10, 27, Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. We listen to Jesus' voice. We listen to God's voice. It doesn't mean we don't listen to what everyone else is saying and you take that in, but in the end, when it comes to making a decision, when it comes to how you vote, when it comes to how you live, when it comes to how you spend your money, when it comes to the relationships you have, you step back and you say, I've heard it all, and now I want to hear from the only voice that matters. It's the Spirit of God who's going to guide me and direct me towards truth, towards life, and towards freedom. His only motivation is to give us life, nothing else. Everyone else has ulterior motives. God wants to give us life. Now you might wonder, okay, so how do I know? How do I know what he's saying? Well, one thing I can tell you is God already spoke and give, gave us his, so much of his word in Scripture. He gave us everything we need to know through Scripture. That doesn't mean we still don't listen to him, but it means he's already given us a lot, and we, he won't contradict his word. And so if you're trying to make a decision and going, God, where are you asking me to move? Where are you asking me to step? You need to look at his word. It's not going to contradict his word. When I think about his word, and I think about the ways that we often want to go, his spirit is going to guide us away from like isolation and independence, things of that nature. He'll move us towards community. He's going to move us away from things that divide to things that begin to unite us, things that draw us together. He's going to move us away from comfort and stagnation where we begin to check out and just begin to live for ourselves, and he's going to begin to challenge us to step out to move into generosity, to move into sacrifice, to move into to, to courage, to take a new step. That's when you know. That's the, that's the voice of God. That's the Spirit of God leading you. You hear these things. It moves us away from being served to serving others. It moves us away from pride, and it moves us towards humility. It'll move us away from lying and cheating and taking shortcuts, things that, that try to advance us in that way, and it will move us towards honesty and integrity. If the decision you're facing, you're beginning to move in a way and it's creating anxiety, it's creating fear, God's Spirit isn't leading you in that way. God's Spirit will lead you towards calm and peace, even in a chaotic and difficult situation, even in one where you have to step out of your comfort zone. Who are we listening to? What are we giving ourselves to? Faith, hope, and love, Scripture talks about. God's Spirit doesn't lead us towards doubt, it leads us towards faith. It doesn't lead us towards despair, it leads us towards hope, and ultimately it leads us towards love. And so we can already begin to hear God's Spirit when we lean into these things, and that's how God speaks through His Spirit. 
Now, kids who are in here, let me, you know, we had a little bit of a chance earlier, but, but elementary, who's still in here? I want you to say the verse of the week, the memory verse you had for ready, set, move. Who, who can say it? You guys say, let's say, let's put it on the board. We'll all say it together. Let's put it, let's put it up on the screen. It's Hebrews 12, 2, right? Kids, are you ready? Let's lead the way, all right? Let us, Jesus, the one who, all right, kids, well done, well done. What's so powerful about this verse is it's a journey of faith. A journey requires moving. It's not a journey if you're not going anywhere. It's not a journey if one time you took a big step and then you stopped moving. A journey goes all the way. It's from the beginning to the end. As Scripture tells us, he's the author, the finisher, and the perfecter of our faith. And the way we do that is we look to Jesus. We keep our eyes on him. We listen to him. We dial in because he's the author of our story. So any other story, any other narrative you're following, you're not going to experience what God has planned for you. So we continue to listen in and we follow. And Jesus is calling Look how the, some of the disciples responded, how Matthew responded. Matthew 9, 9, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Right? He's working for the IRS. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Listen to the voice of God. God tells you to move, you move. And his life was radically transformed, radically changed. We would have never been reading about him if he hadn't followed Jesus. But he had an influence, he had an impact, and God moved with him in a powerful way. So listen, God is on the move, we need to move with him. We need to move with him, and it wasn't just a call to the disciples back then, it's a call to us as disciples today. Matthew 16, 24, then Jesus said to his disciples, he says to us, if any of you wants to be my follower, <laughs> wait, follower, that actually means like following, right? Like where Jesus goes, we go, right? If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. Now, following Jesus isn't just like going on Instagram or Facebook or somewhere and clicking, I want to follow. And I just want to observe, and I want to hear. And It literally means to go where Jesus goes. It literally means stepping out in faith, changing your life to, to, to follow Jesus, to follow his word, to watch what he does when he changes us, radically changing us, to keep growing, to keep following but it requires movement. It requires us to go and to take a step of faith. Now, some years ago for my 30th birthday, my wife wanted to surprise me with a, a gift. And so um, she loaded up the van with some friends of ours, and we started driving. And, um, and I didn't know where. I didn't know what. She kind of kidnapped me. And we were driving. We drove through town and all the familiar places we had left behind, and we were kind of out of the city, pulled off into a side road to some municipal airport. And I saw the sign, 1-800-SKYDIVE. And now I was like, that's why she took out the extra insurance policy. She was going to push me out of a plane for my 30th birthday. She saved up for me to do that, to have an amazing experience with, with my, my friends. And so um, I just had to prepare. So I had to get ready, right? You get in there, get ready. And so we started imagining what it was like. And so I had to pull up some old pictures here. So this was me just practicing. Practicing to get ready 20 years ago, right, to go, to go skydiving. And then as you're getting ready, then they, then they have you suit up, right? They give you the, they give you the jumpsuit. And, uh, and here we are with our, our friends. Like We're getting ready like, you know, to, to take this, the jump. We're excited. So when you're getting ready, you're signing all the papers. You're reading the waivers. They're teaching you about how to do things, what, what all you know, you're going to do. It was a tandem jump, so at least I was hooked into somebody, so I halfway listened. I was like, as long as the guy that's jumping knows what he's doing, and I'm hooked into him, I should be okay. 
But you got to get ready. You got to get personally ready, right, to get, overcome your fears. But then there's a time after playing around and, 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 and suiting up that you have to get set. And so we get set. We're walking towards the plane. I mean, there's now it's like, you know, skydivers only beyond this point. Like, that's going to be me here in just a little bit. So we move, and then you have to, you know, actually get on a plane. So there comes a point in time where you're getting set. And then that plane takes off, and the plane goes up to 12,000 feet. And you're up there, and you're going. And now they say we're heading over the jump zone. The light goes on, the door goes up, and they say it's time to move. You still have one last choice. Here's still a chance. They're not going to force you. What are you going to do? You've been ready. You've been set. Are you going to move? And this just makes me think so much in our lives, like when we have faith and we talk about the things we're going to do and I think about religion and I think about God, I think about it like a backpack, which is a parachute that we're wearing. We've got this parachute and we say, you know, I believe in Jesus. I believe he's got my back. I believe that faith is going to sustain me through whatever comes. I got Jesus. Jesus has got me. Or maybe it's whatever shoot you pack into your backpack. Whatever shoot you think it is, it's a little combination of this religion, a little bit of that, a little of my own beliefs. I'm going to kind of just work it all together, and this is how I live my life, and this is what I think we should do as Americans in 2023. This is how, how faith works for me. Well, you've just shoved that as your parachute, and you can walk around on the ground all you want proclaiming how great your faith is and how great your logic and reason and however you put it together, and we can do that in faith. We can talk about Christianity in that way. But until you actually get off the ground and try it, how do you know? If it's just an intellectual thing, if it's just some stories that you hear, if it's just something that you do, you just go to church to have some community and to do a couple of good things, is that really faith? Is your faith really moving you? Is it really something that you can share to others? Or is your story just like, yeah, I mean, my faith is just kind of, I don't know. Whatever it's in. At some point, you have to see, is it going to work? Is faith going to hold you? Is faith going to sustain you? And so when that door opens, when it's time to jump and it's time to move, what do you do? You say, uh, on second thought, I'm not sure if I'm willing to bet my life and my eternity on what I've got on my back. Or are you saying, I want to go for it? I trust it with my life. That's faith. I didn't know if the chute's going to open, but I trusted it. I trust the process. I trust those who packed it. I trust those that have jumped before. I trust the statistics that I'm not going to be that one out of however many that's going to land like a pancake. I trusted that. And so the door opens, and it's time to go, and it's time to jump. And I remember the, the guy that I was jumping with said, hey, do you want to do a flip as you go out so you can see the bottom of the plane? I'm like, well, if I'm going to die, I might as well enjoy doing it. I mean, who knows? At least I have one good experience. So I was like, sure. So the door opens. He said, all right, just tuck your head, and we're going to roll, and you'll see the bottom of the plane. And boom, before you know it, you're out of the plane. At that point, it's all on the line, right? You can't crawl back in the plane. You can't just say, oh, did you pack the chute? You know, was it based on? Like, you have to trust at that point. And so now you're flying. You're hitting 120 miles an hour, flying through the sky, right? Free falling towards planet Earth. A hard surface, by the way, right? So you come through. And I remember like we actually fell through the clouds, which was a cool experience. The temperature changed a little bit as we went through. And then you come out the other side, and the ground is even closer. And at that point, please pull the ripcord, right? And as you're going, you're flying. It's like, you know, your face is going, cheeks are like flopping all over. Goggles are crooked. And you're like plastered on. Like somehow this is a great experience. Adrenaline is rushing. And, and then like he pulls the ripcord, and the chute opens. And all of a sudden, whoa. And now it's like you just take in this little journey. Like, I, Shannon got a great picture, by the way. Um, 
20 years ago, cameras weren't maybe that great. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm one of those, right? I think, yeah, I'm, I'm one, I'm, yeah, sure, I'm one of those guys. But you're actually experiencing it, actually flying. I know it's not a great picture, but, but you have to experience it. And at that point, I can tell a great story. I can share, I did it. I jumped out of a plane, I did, but I had to step out of it at some point to do that, to have that story. In our faith, we have to step out at times. And God calls us when the pillar moves and says, whether well, it's two days, a month, or a year, at, at some point, God is calling you to take a step of faith and to move with him, and you'll see that he proves himself true to his word and who he is and what he said, and it will transform your life. And so your faith will grow. Your faith will expand. So I just want to challenge you on a couple things. You need to move. Step into deeper faith. Where are you today? Step into deeper faith, a greater trust. Whatever that means for you, what is your next step? God's spirit will prompt you in that. Maybe stepping across the line of faith saying, I'm finally, I'm doing it. I'm jumping in, Jesus. I don't have all the answers. I don't know all the mechanics of how the chute's going to open, but I trust you, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to experience you for all you are. Or maybe you need to lean in a little more. But what is your next step of deeper faith with him to step into that? And the second is this, step into greater impact. Step into greater impact. God is calling you for so much more. In the New Testament Acts, we read that when, when, when the Holy Spirit was to send out the people into all the world, he said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power. The Holy Spirit empowers you to do things that you did not think possible, that you didn't think you had the courage to, the impact that, that you thought you could have with your school, with your friends, on your team, at work, in your neighborhood, with your family. You go and you trust God's Spirit to, to talk who you need to talk to, to say the things you need to, to do the things he's called you to do. These are the very things we taught our kids this week. Do what Jesus says. Go where Jesus goes. Good job, kids. Model it. From the mouth of babes. Model it. Let's do it. Let's lead by example so we don't just have to teach it that they go, I've seen what my parents do. I see what my grandparents do. I see what my aunts and uncles do. I see what the older folks in the church are doing. They haven't stopped growing in their faith. I see those young folks and what they're doing. Move and experience what God wants to do in your faith. Listen, God is moving. He's not just moving in our lives. He's moving in our church. He's moving in so many ways, and he's calling us to be part of the impact that he's having. I'm so excited to see what God is doing here. And as he's growing us, he's encouraging us together as a body to move and to experience life change. I want you to just take a look at this video just to get a feel for what God is doing in this place. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served I know, I know, I know, I know
God is on the move. There is no doubt about it. So as we close, I want to ask you this question, though. It's your move. It's your move. What is your next step? Let's not just talk about it. What is your next step? How do we go from here and saying, God, I'm going to trust you in a greater way. I'm going to move into deeper faith. I'm going to move into greater impact. Lord, move in us and move in us as a church. I want us to bow our heads. I want us to pray. I just want you to reflect for just a moment before we close out. Because I think for all, all this talk, I hope it leads to action. Where is God calling you? I don't know your life. I don't know what situation you're facing, what you're dealing with. But God is calling you to take a deeper step of faith. What is that? Maybe you're facing a point of decision. You go, God, I don't know what way to go. I don't know what what to do. And you have to dial in to listen to that voice of God and to say, Lord, I want to follow where you lead. Maybe this morning is the time where you're saying, it's time for me to step into faith. It's time for me to cross that line to say, Lord, I want you as my Lord and Savior. I want to be forgiven of my sin. I want to be set free. And I don't want to, st- I just want to know that I am living on the truth and that I'm holding on to your word. Maybe today is your day. Maybe this is your moment. You take that step. Why not today? In your own way, in your own heart, you just pray to God and you express that to him today. I just want to ask anyone here today, where is God calling you? I want to pray for us today, and if you feel God is calling you to take a deeper step, whether it's for the first time in faith, whether it's maybe into a decision that you've been putting off or something that he's challenging for you, would you just raise your hand so that I could pray for you today? Whatever that is, whatever that step is, let me see if you've got your, your hand up so I can be praying for you this morning. Yes, I see your hands. Six people. Okay. That's great. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. I know God's moving. Sixteen, seventeen. It's not about how many, but I know God is calling us, and I know He's calling you towards the next step. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for stepping out. I want to pray for you this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that your spirit is just always on the move to new places, to places that bring us the peace and the hope. Father, help some of us step out of things that we have been stuck in, some patterns that we just need to break out of, places in our faith where we've grown stagnant, or maybe, God, for the first time, stepping into new experience with you to feel that rush, to feel that excitement. And God, even though our faith isn't always lived in those extreme moments, God, even in the In the ordinary days, we hold on to you and continue to dial in to hear your voice. God, speak where we need to hear an answer from you. And for those, God, taking a first step of faith today, we celebrate this radical change and this new step. And Father, I pray this morning, too, for all of those kids that we got to share this good news with this past week. Kids have so much courage and boldness. Father, may we learn from them. May you continue to raise them up to be be godly men and women. And may they see it in us who are older that, that we would continue to draw them forward to a life of faith. We're so grateful for your word and for your Holy Spirit that continues to draw us forward in life. God, we want to move with you. We want to step with you wherever you call us, Lord. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.